Hey, what's up, guys? This is the Tech Guy Games Podcast. I'm your host, Tony, here with my co-host, Leo. Yeah, happy to be here again. Sorry, I didn't have a fun adjective for you this week. Ah, I am. Okay. Uh, it's, it's one of I'm those weeks. A, I'm in a salty mood, all right? I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to start it off with this right now. It's, it's 110 degrees here in Los Angeles this week. Yeah. I have no internet. My internet's been Ooh. terrible for, like, months, but it just decided in this massive heat wave to just not work all weekend uh huh. it's labor day weekend so i can't get anybody out here at least till tuesday i'm already oh three god I didn't, even think, I didn't even think yeah. about that spectrum's already been here three times and have done nothing they keep changing the modem being like yeah i don't know um so i am a real sourpuss this weekend that's for sure <laughs> well, that's the perfect time to talk about games it's the perfect time to talk about games because now one we won't thing, be now we won't be relentlessly negative like we usually are. Well, if there's one thing gamers love, it's salty motherfuckers, right? And so, <laughs> exactly. so, so we're here for it. You know, we're here to to bring you that sweet, sweet salt that you love so much. Yeah. Uh, Leo, let's get let's get right into this. Uh, what have you been playing this week? Well, I played a few games this week. I played some more Resident Evil Seven, but it's so scary that it's really hard for me to play just because it's like. It's just scary, man, and it's really stressful. Like, there's a lot of you getting chased by someone, which is the worst, and they're invincible, and it's really scary, and I don't know where to go, and I just am like, I don't want to play this. Not because it's bad. It's, you know, it's a scary game. It's supposed to be scary, but I just have not been in the mood for it, you know? You really have to be in the right mood. I guess you're never in that mood. I didn't realize you were a bitch. (laughs) Well, I don't think that's what it is. (laughs) Yeah, you got me. (laughs) I think it's more just a... it's just a lot of anxiety when you play that game, which is good. That's what it's for. I just haven't... So I didn't play as much as I want to, but I do still plan on finishing it for sure. I do like it a lot. It's awesome. It's just it's very intense. I'm glad you're joining I... that. I don't want to play Scary Game Squad, because yeah. that's, that's where I live, all right? I'm the <laughs> bitch here. I don't want to play any of those games, man. They're way too scary. <laughs> this one's really scary. I mean, RE, like we've talked about a lot, RE2 and RE3 are... You know, they're kind of scary in that their zombies are scary looking and you get killed, but it's a very different vibe than this, which is much more like... Ah, I gotta run away from someone who's trying to saw my hand off again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But the game I played a lot of is Dishonored. The first Dishonored. Mm. These are games that I've been wanting to play for a long time and I just never have for whatever reason. And I finally decided I'm gonna do it now. So I'm gonna play through both of them and then the, you know, Death of the Outsider, which is sort of a little mini spin-off. And yeah, so far it's it's awesome. It came out in twenty twelve, so you know, it's a little bit older. But it's a great example of art direction being sort of transcending graphics a lot. You know, it's a it's really beautiful. Have you played it? Uh, no, I have not. Yeah, I, so you haven't played any of them? No, I have not. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's I, just, I was just curious because it is very much. Have you played Thief back in the day, the old Thief? Yeah, I remember Thief. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has that vibe. I'm sure it's some of the same people. Maybe I don't know. All those people are kind of interconnected between like Thief and System Shock and Bioshock because there was Looking Glass and all this. So I don't know. I haven't done the research to see how many people are actually on the team from those games, but I do know it's obviously a clear spiritual successor and it definitely has a very thief vibe and it has a very Bioshock vibe in that the thief vibe, like it's a sort of steampunk kind of futuristic, but also old school world, which is really neat and fun and very creative. They do some really cool stuff with technology. Like, like the, the thing that powers everything is whale oil. So it's like this cool, yeah, it's very steampunk, I guess, but not not in a generic way. They put a really interesting twist on it, and the outfits are say, really interesting. Did you say whale oil? Yeah, 
Yeah, like a huge part right. of the economy is like people right. whaling, and there are these weird like futuristic whales. It's cool. It's like a it's like okay. a combination between like Moby Dick and H.G. Wells. It's it's very unique, I guess, is what I'm saying. And uh, yeah, the story's pretty cool. It's it's fairly well written. The gameplay's fun. It's you know it's it's a stealth game, which I don't like usually, but I'm just playing it very just. I'll be stealthy until someone sees me and then I just murder everyone, which is my favorite that's way what, to play stealth. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It definitely is. It keeps telling you, like, hey, you could do this. It's you know, I they're, they're kind of trying to push you to not do that, but you know, they don't care really. Um yeah, and I, I do world, like bro. that it does that. Yeah, exactly. And it does cool stuff, like you get powers and it does really cool stuff with movement for a first person game, which I've found it can be very challenging. But the movement in this game is excellent. Like there's a lot of teleporting around and jumping around and uh Climbing things, which can be really hard in first person, but I have found, considering it's the first one in the series, the movement's really solid. It's rare, like, uh, the game messes me up, you know? It's usually my own failing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so far I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm kind of just running through. I'm not doing a lot of the side stuff for this one, because I have heard Dishonored 2 is even better. Uh, so I, I want to spend a little bit more time with that one, just because it's newer, and I'd imagine it's more expansive. But so far I'm really impressed. It's definitely scratching that itch of, like... Yeah, that Bioshock space, and, and it does have this sort of classical PC vibe in a way, even though I know it did come out on consoles. It does feel like a PC game in a lot of ways. And yeah, Arcane. I, I'm really impressed with the work they've done so far. Which that makes that fun. new that makes that new trailer all the more disappointing. But Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like such a yeah, anyway. So that's I played a lot of that. I think I'm like six, seven hours in and I'm really having a lot of fun with it, just running through it. Um I also yeah. actually, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, before you move on, I mean, you know, it's funny, I was talking to my roommate about this, uh, we are talking about cars, actually, and it, it made me think of, like, game studios, and we kind of talked about it, like, you know, these companies have become so big, like, these publishers, that they're, like, so risk-averse, you know, yeah. that, um, that it's just, it's, a, it's such a sad state for games right now, like, we have, like, good indies coming out and stuff, but, you know, it, it seems like the only way companies are willing to take any risk in the gaming space is in like what skins they're willing to sell you but outside of that (laughs) like there is there's no desire to do anything like different or risky or strange right and you know you understand like these companies have thousands of employees and you know if they're not um you know selling four percent more copies this year than last year then you know that could cost people their livelihoods but it's uh it's a real it's a real sad way to uh advance the medium you know well, and it is, and it's weird too because I can't think of that many like super high profile, really risky failures. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Anthem's sure probably some. the biggest one I can. Well, think but see, of. that's what I was about to say is Anthem's not really risky if you think about it. Like, Anthem feels like it was cooked up in a boardroom. Like, there's nothing really risky about Anthem other than they True. shipped it without it being finished. But I'm thinking of something like Death Stranding, right? Which is like that's a risky game. It's weird as hell. Doesn't make any sense. They're carrying packages around. And they took a risk on that, and from what I understand, it sold well. It sold well enough to port it to PC. So, in a lot of ways, it feels strange. It's like people, publishers keep saying that, but at the same time, like, how would they know unless they try? And it does yeah, seem like sometimes whenever they do make big risks, it usually seems to pay off. And I'm sure it's not that simple, but I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about that. I think in a lot of ways it is that simple, right? I think it's riskier to do the same thing, right? Like, uh, you know, like these like metric-driven... Metric-driven choices give you metric-driven results. You know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah, like uh, you see what's happening with these sports games, right? Like Madden, and it's like, that doesn't seem to be working either. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and I do think, like, I think if they regularly released exciting, interesting projects, 
um, you know, they would, they would grow and have better sales, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not that they can't, it's that it's too scary to do. Right. Cause we were talking about cars and, you know, we we're talking about actually like Tesla and how, um, you know, even without selling a ton of cars, like just doing different things and trying whatever the, you know, cyber trucks and whatever dumb shit he wants, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. It just creates this like fervor among like investors and customers and you know like just the media at large, you know where kind of you know Ford and Toyota and you know they're all just trying to make a, a newer version of last year's car. That yeah, like when I was the last time someone was excited about Honda, right? Yeah, I mean I love my Honda, but yeah, it's, no, no, I'm sure, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, they're just looking for incremental growth, and uh, you know, and I feel like games are kind of in that space now, right? Like publishers are such huge companies that it's just like incremental growth we need we need, we need to do three percent better this year right like yeah. that's all we got to do so let's just stick to our guns yeah and, and uh, it's i don't know how you yeah to your point it's not just games right like you said cars and pc hardware i think it, you know that's true in a lot of different spaces but i do think you're right that in and it's true in hollywood to some degree i'm sure i know it's a different business model but i think you're yeah, totally think right there's i think that's what made those video cards so exciting right it's because they, yeah. they seem to shuck that uh mentality and kind of even like just the way they price those cards and kind of the way they tiered out the power structure in the in the new uh, uh 30 series cards that yeah. it's like oh this is a shift from kind of you know the previous year their generations of like they're a little more expensive they're a little more powerful they're a little more expensive yeah. they're a little more powerful and then these ones are like they're actually cheaper and they're waves better you know like uh, <laughs> yeah, which i'm which sure is, makes people who bought the 20 series really uh, rightfully upset but uh, yeah you're gonna hit you these get. points right yeah that's yeah, innovation that's baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> someone's getting that's left behind get. right someone's getting left behind well you know bringing it back to dishonored that's kind of an interesting point because in a lot of ways dishonored is not original and that it is really building on these foundations that have existed before like aesthetically it really does feel like it's building on thief and then gameplay wise it feels like it's building on thief and then like system wise and story wise it feels like you know the shock games but it's it's taking all those it's taking elements from all those and combining them very elegantly and it's iterating on it in a way that does still feel uniquely uh I mean, unique, I guess, to to this franchise. They're just like, hey, remember all those awesome things that were done over the last 20 years? What if we just put all those together in a game and did it really well and, and put it in a new setting? Mm-hmm. And uh, so it may not be like super unique or original, but it it's also, it almost is because it's it's looking back to the past and then like just polishing the shit out of it, you know, in the same way that like, in this kind of the same way modern like indie Metroidvanias are taking that, those really old concepts and putting unique twists on them. So there's something to be yeah. said for that too, but I, I totally agree that you can't be risk averse forever. You just can't. Yeah, just don't ever be risk averse. Just go crazy, you know. Let's go ham. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's I guess that's cool easy stuff. for us to say, but but totally, I do. The other thing too is like I think there's a lot of value in these smaller sort of spinoff concepts. Like, yeah, make a weird spinoff, and yeah, I that's agree. That's fine. Like those those can be much smaller games. You only charge thirty bucks, and it, it takes half the budget. Maybe you reuse assets from, a, you know, like there's a lot of things other than just, you know, $60, $70 AAA titles that people can experiment with. And frankly, as someone who's getting older and doesn't have much time, I'm all for really tight six, seven, eight hour experience using pre-existing assets from a franchise I really like and doing something different with it, you know, putting a different yeah, or- director in charge and just like spinning it off. I'm like, hell yeah, that's better for everyone. They could still make money to eat less crunch. A lot of the assets are the same. 
and it's less time is not necessarily a bad thing just charge or different ways different ways to monetize these games too yeah you know it's like i feel like with the kind of these battle passes it was like oh that's a way to monetize then everyone just was like that must be the only way you know what i mean yeah totally that's what people keep doing every time a risk is taken everyone else is like oh that's what we're doing now it's like no no there's other options too that's the only new choice. I guess we all have to do this now. And it's like, that's not yeah. the point of that. It's just that doing different things is exciting, you know? I wonder yeah. if when uh, Todd Howard and Oblivion launched Horse Armor DLC, if, if they knew what the evils they were unleashing on the earth of like, oh, this is the only way to make money from now on. Great. They did. Because it, it was such a conversation then. You know what I mean? Like, every time these these kind of, um, you know, uh, I don't know if, what you want to call them, like these benchmark moments as far as uh predatory monetization come up you know it it's always a discussion right like i remember i was really upset about overwatch and uh the way they were monetizing that game isn't that funny and it seems so tame now yeah well and even then everyone was like no it's not a big deal like you know and it's just like you know this is a i don't want to use the term slippery slope but you know this is a a, a like supporting yeah. this is a very bad um it's gonna lead to such terrible things you know and it really has right like just that whole model that overwatch kind of uh you pay for the game and then you know then you're buying fucking slot machines for all your your skins and it's just you know and i feel like they've been more fair about it than most and i've tried to have a fair methodology around it but the problem isn't how fair they are it's kind of the the demon they've unleashed you know what i mean like it's the pandora's box thing i agree i totally hear you because i i do agree that overwatch is i got it for cheap too so that helps but uh i i do like it in fact it does keep me playing because i you know i want to unlock the skins and it feels good when you do but i don't pay money um but i totally hear you that this was a clear sign of things to come and the fact that they pushed it a little bit further and not too far in my opinion still they pushed it further and there was definitely no going back although I do think now in 2020, 2021, there has been pushback to the point where, you know, the, the pendulum's starting to swing back the other direction where it's like, hey, people are starting to sell games by not having microtransactions, which sounds kind of silly, but like, you know, I think there's, there's a place for both and a market for both, certainly. Yeah, I just, it's never come up. As much as people push back or as much as that's seen as like a, you know, kind of a marketing uh, tick, you know, like... It's never going away. It's just too much money. No, no, it's, right? it's like, not going away. But I do that, think they, it's not inevitable that every game's going to have it. I mean, that, that was never the case. And I think every Call of Duty, every Activision game will have it. But, of course, uh, yeah. You know, there'll be plenty of games that don't. And, and we'll use that as a reason to buy it. Yeah. Uh, so what else did you play? Right, you Honestly, had one other one before I interrupted yeah, you. Yeah, there was another one, but we're going to talk about this game in a little bit, so I can I could save it for then. Um, mostly Dishonored. But I'd love to know, even though you had no internet, so I assume you're, you played a lot of single-player games. Uh, what did you get up to this week? So I did try and play one internet-based game this week. I mean, I played a couple, but... Um, so usually at night, I can get a couple good hours of internet in. Like, I don't know if the <laughs> fucking... The wires get cooled down or something, but... Yeah, I think that's um, how it works, right? I, it must be. I, it's, it boggles my mind. I have no idea, like, what the fuck's going on, but... Well, yeah, uh, it's like the pavement, the L.A. asphalt finally cools down, so the wires underneath are like, ah, now I can finally give Tony that sweet, sweet internet. Something, I mean, it could be as simple as something's expanding, you know yeah, what I mean? And, true. like, making contact and causing noise on a line. I mean, who knows, but... Um, but so, uh, I've played this game before, and I've mentioned it before. It's called Spellbreakers, I believe. Yeah, it's, I uh, you talked a little bit about it. It's kind of that Battle Royale magic game. 
um it's funny because when i played in the alpha and the beta you know it's like this really tight pool of players and so everyone's pretty good you know and i was yeah. just like I, I did okay i'd won a couple but it was like really tough right and so the game finally launched like 1.0 this week and so i jumped into a couple games and was just crushing people. Right? Oh, yeah, because they were actually new. Yeah, because yeah, they were actually new. It was just like, <laughs> oh, this is so fun. Like, I was just, just stomping, right? Like, you know, like, like 10 kill games and stuff, which is not, you know, how I normally do. I normally get, like, one or two. And uh, so that was pretty fun. I got, like, three wins in a row, like, right off the bat. Uh, but I bet so, every every time you were about to win, were you worried you'd, like, DC and be like, no. Yeah, well, and My that's kind of. fucking internet after playing a few like my next game like right at the start i i i dc'd but it didn't actually disconnect it just sort of like i was still playing and then i saw in the kill feed that i got killed like while i was playing <laughs> the was, game was, like, I was weird like, ass lag yeah like some weird lag and then it disconnected after that and i was like this this fucking game like it wasn't even totally disconnected it was connected <laughs> enough to tell me that i died right but <laughs> That's yeah, so much it's worse. Like, That's funny. Yeah, it's so much worse. Um, and so I kind of uh, stopped playing that. And I did play some Final Fantasy. I, my Samurai got to 80 a couple weeks ago. So nice. I've been trying to squeeze in roulettes to get them a little bit of endgame gear. Because I want to do the near, near raid on Samurai first. Uh -huh. um, so I, I've been trying to get that done. But yeah, with bad internet, it's real tough. Um, so I've been trying to go back when my internet's down and do a little bit of single player stuff. Yeah. Uh, I jumped back into God of War and was like maybe i'll just like platinum this right like i got i got no internet you know like and i, yeah. I do like now's the, game. the time now's the time uh, i'm not going to platinum that game yeah uh it is ridiculous the things you have to do yeah, uh I've it is that. it is so difficult the things you have to do like in comparison yeah. to the game um yeah it's uh it ain't gonna happen i tried a couple of things i got a couple of the easy trophies but uh yeah that, that shit ain't gonna happen i'm not I'm not interested in like all yeah, these like, to, prolonged. To, yeah, you have to really grind it out for that one. From what I understand, I certainly haven't done it, but like there's all the Valkyries and then there's all kinds of like weird little yeah, from what I understand, it's not Yeah, all the, not the Niflheim stuff, the yeah. uh, it's like the smoky island where you like it's like this weird like you take damage over time and you have to like yeah, do these really right. hard fights while you're taking the damage to earn this currency. And if you die, you don't get the currency. And it's just like, I, th this is the kind of game mode I hate the most. I'm not in, in any way <laughs> interested in doing it. Like, yeah. I'll do hard fights. The Valkyries, I was like, oh, that might be cool. Like, I'll do the other stuff and have really good gear. And then I'll go in and try these hard fights. Like, that seems like fun. Once I got to this, like, oh, you got to go to this place that uh, randomly generates the map every time. And do yeah. these hard fights while you're using health the whole time. And I was just like, yeah, this is not, this is not yeah. something I have. I could totally see doing. some people being like, hell yeah, but uh, same here. That's not for yeah, me. Yeah, it, it sounds fucking atrocious to me. Like, as soon as I saw that, I was just like, okay, this ain't happening. I'm, I'm Never out. Mind. I'm out on it. Yeah. Have um, you, have you platinumed any games? I don't think I ever have. As far um, as I know. I was, I'm, again, I, I shared the story. I'm one fucking easy trophy away from platinuming Persona 5 Royal, but I can't get it without starting over. So, you know, it's funny. I'm super close to platinuming Horizon. Oh, really? And like, I just have it for some reason, like, because you know I'm at the point where it's like I get to go through like the collectible lists, and they're so like hard, not hard to find, but like small. Just a lot of them, you know. Yeah, small. Yeah, to find. a lot of them. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I've got to do a couple collectible ones, and I would have it. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. <coughs> um, what else? Oh, and then um, so I've been playing uh, jump back into Yakuza Zero. Oh, cool. Um, 
Yeah, it's still, I got about halfway through it. I, I'd like to finish that too. Yeah, I was at like chapter eight, I think. So I've just kind of been doing some of the endgame quests yeah. and then um, and then working on my cabaret club. That's kind of where I've uh, found my joy right now with the Yakuza. Because you get like, I don't know if you got to the point where you get your own cabaret club. Yeah, I think I just about got there and I think I did a few more missions after that. But yeah, that's about where I stopped. Yeah, so I'm running around looking for new girls. And you got to, like, buy them presents to get them to come to the club. Just like real you, life, like, you know? Yeah. And then you open the club and you got to, like, it's like this, like, mini game where yeah. you kind of open the club screen and it shows you all the tables and, like, yeah, a customer will come and in. you have to, like, cycle through them and, like. Yeah, yeah, you have to match them with the right girls and stuff. Um, for some reason, I find a lot of joy in that and playing dress up and buying my girls new outfits and jewelry and stuff. Like, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous, but it, it speaks to me on a level. It just shouldn't. So. Uh, that's, right. that's one of the things I, I've been finding joy hey, whatever, jumping whatever, into. Whatever makes you happy. You don't need the internet for that. It, it reminds me of when I was a kid and like internet wasn't a thing, you know? <laughs> and you would just like, you would find the dumbest ways to like milk hours out of games you I, had, you know? Totally. Like, like and, and it's like, I'm getting into that, that insanity now. Where yeah, it's it'd like, be things like where it'd be like in Morrowind. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to murder every single person in this village. And no matter how long it takes. And it's just like, why? But yeah, did. or it's like, yeah, I'm going to sell every bowl. Like I'm going to yeah, find exactly. every bowl and sell it. Like why? Like it's not going to change anything. It's like, maybe there's like a secret. <laughs> maybe there's a secret. If I sell all the there's, bowls. No, there's not. I tried it. I'll ah, be like the bowl God, be. right? Like I, I'm the one that needs to discover this. Okay. Yeah. Like just these weird. <laughs> yeah, and then like, after self- you do it, you spend like five hours doing it. And then you're like, nice. All right. Yeah. <laughs> fucking today. Well, nailed spent. it. <laughs> save yeah. this <laughs> f5 yeah exactly. yeah yeah so um, that's where i'm getting uh, the the no internet insanity is driving me to some dark dark places but uh yeah i'll probably switch out and do some more of these single player games i own uh the problem is a lot of them i'll have to download and that doesn't yeah. seem uh, like a real possibility so there's always there's always bloodborne yeah, I do have Bloodborne installed, so I could jump back into that. Uh, great game, man. That frame rate is really hard. Like it is. God, if they ported, if they ported that, they won't. I know, but if they ported that, it would be probably break the game in a lot of ways. But I don't know, man. It'd if be they figured out a way yeah. to port that, even to PS4 or even a PS5, like for real, that would be yeah. But, oh yeah, if they ported to PS5 for real, like like yeah. up the graphics all up uh, upscaled or or redone even. Or and even just fix the frame rate. Like honestly, even, even if they the didn't frame. change that much, but just made it sixty or whatever, that would be incredible. But anyway, I do want to. I really want to get back into that game. But I know, I, I know you're right. That is, I love the idea of playing it. But I have a feeling as soon as I boot it up, because there's plenty of PS4 games that run at sixty, or at least don't feel like they're so stuttery. But anyway, yeah, Bloodborne really does feel bad. You know, well, it's only uh, and it's only five years old. That's what I was thinking. I was like, "Well, it's an old game." And I'm like, eh, "Not really. It's not that old. Like, it's only three yeah, years God older than War, God of War." Yeah, it's three years God of older. War has than that. moments, and but it still doesn't feel like that. You know, um, yeah. or like Horizon doesn't feel that. Like those are both beautiful games, right? Like yeah. Horizon and God of War, and they both feel pretty solid as or, far or as Spider Man or Spider Man. Right? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, not too, not too great there. Uh, from software but still amazing <laughs> games i love from, yeah like oh, know, yeah, so don't get sure. me wrong the only reason um, i'm giving it a hard time is because i want to play it so bad okay let's take a quick break and then uh, we'll jump into the uh, no internet news uh <laughs> <laughs> the new segment yeah the new segment 
and we are back what is up guys uh leo did you have a good break i did yeah i took a really delicious sip of water and i enjoyed having internet i actually heard not, you drink that water rub, not to rub it in but sounded lovely yeah it's that's why i said no internet news because it is hard to have relevant news <laughs> stories up for the for the podcast yeah. when you don't have internet and you can't pull them up so a lot of gonna be kind of i was getting a lot of them by mail <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so we might well, be a little gonna... behind. So I've been flipping through the newspaper looking for uh, gaming news. <laughs> yeah, page five. Yeah, uh, if all of the if you guys have the LA Times, if you could flip to uh... <laughs> no. Um, so first, we're gonna talk about uh, more Epic Games news. These fucking oh, guys, boy. Tim Sweeney, the balls on Tim Sweeney. Okay, like yeah. so there's one thing you really, can say about him. He is very confident. It really blows my mind. I don't know if he's con- he just seems like the worst. Like. I, we've said this before, but he just seems like the, the most annoying kid at your school. You know yeah. what I mean? That's just like, like, come on, like, please just give it a break. Like, we just want to go home, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, stop trying to t- tell the teacher you're right. Yeah, it's not, yeah. Always argue with the teacher or like, you know, trying to like rule fuck everybody. Uh, <laughs> and that's totally it. So, so the only reason I bring this up is on Friday, um, Epic. So here's the here's what the the headline is the story. Epic Games asked court to stop Apple's retaliation after App Store ban. I cannot believe they write these headlines in a way that makes it seem like Apple's the bad guy in all this. Uh, I mean, I don't think Apple's a good guy, but whatever. This is from CNBC. So real news, um, not uh, not gamer news. Uh, and I don't see an author on this. I'd like to give them credit here. Uh, let me see. CNBC staff. Yeah, CNBC staff uh, wrote this one. It must be a collaborative piece. Uh, Epic Games said late Friday that it has asked the court to stop what it saw as Apple Inc.'s retaliation against Fortnite creator after iPhone maker terminated Epic Games' account on App Store. Terminated. Um, Yeah, they filed for preliminary preliminary injunction uh, to put the game back on the store immediately. Um, It is likely that uh, Epic argued it is likely to suffer irreparable harm in the absence of the injunction. And that the balance of harm tips share, the balance of harm tips sharply in Epic's favor. So Epic would suffer the well, that's uh, true. brunt of the harm. Yeah, for sure. That is true. Uh, so by Epic their own design. Said, yeah, by their own design. Epic said this was a clear warning to any other developer that would dare challenge Apple's monopolies. Follow our rules, or we will cut you off from a billion iOS consumers. Challenge us, and we will destroy your business. Epic Games said in Friday's filing, uh, my response, or let's see what you got to say about this, Leo. What do you think before I chime in? I mean, I think, you know, people who listen probably know where we stand and it hasn't changed. I mean, again, I do want to claim I do not like Apple. I do not like them at all. I don't like, there's a lot I don't like about them. You know, uh-huh. I, resp- uh-huh. I respect them, but like, I, if, I am not an Apple supporter. <laughs> I don't own a single Apple product. I'm with you. But this idea that, that, Epic intentionally, on purpose, broke the rules of service, knowing what would happen, and having prepared for that, and then to act like a victim is bizarre. Not bizarre, it's completely absurd. The framing of this as Apple as a monopoly that is denying them access to a billion iPhone users because they intentionally violated their terms of service is 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 flagrantly absurd i mean they are doing that but of course they're doing it it's the same it's that analogy of like if you own a store and someone wants to sell in your store and then they tell you to go fuck yourself and so you tell them to leave 
and then they act like you're you're oppressing them and you're a monopoly is patently ridiculous and it completely it completely muddies the waters of of genuine concerns and genuine monopolistic like the tendencies of this company and it completely undercuts those by by just acting like an entitled little asshole like they are not the people who should be having this conversation and they should certainly not be the face of the oppressed you know small app developer who's getting crushed by google and apple's monopoly yeah it those really my, stops those are my thoughts from, it really stops us from having a real conversation about yeah. you know like what is fair or what is yeah uh, you know and because those are valid conversations but Epic, they are not the one uh, ugh, yeah it drives me nuts you know and i think people fail to um well epic especially but it's funny because i see kind of a lot of support for epic right like when i talk about this especially in like developer circles right because you know i think people do want um apple especially taken down a notch for their sure. uh i mean you could say sure but the reality is that apple has garnered this audience ship you know what i mean and the reason people are upset is because they want access to that audience ship without having to pay for it, you know? And I'm sorry, but that's just not how it works. You yeah, know, no, like, I, t I totally agree with you. I guess I meant sure, like, yeah, I probably would too if I was making a small I app. Would not too. necessarily because it's fair, but because it would benefit me. So I'd be like, yeah, I hope Epic wins, whether they're right or not. I, you know, of course, I would, it, I'd benefit from Apple not doing what they're doing. But to your point, it's like, yeah, they could do whatever they want. They invented the goddamn app store and they are the ones who sold all the iPhones. Like, what? I just don't understand the position that you're entitled to market share that Apple has developed without following their rules. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, I think the problem is, like, people think that if they could, like, sideload on Apple, they would they would be rich, right? Like, they'd be like, we have all the same sales and none of the none of the overhead. It's like, no one would buy your fucking game. Yeah, if and, it and the funny part is, is fucking Fortnite tried to do that on Google, yeah. where you can sideload, and it still didn't even work on Google. That's the yeah, part no that's really mind-blowing. Like, they... They're doing this as a last resort. And yeah, the fact that really their is. last resort is to try and like take down Apple and act like victims is maddening. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that anyone thinks it's somehow like a good play or Yeah, or I think I, I could understand them. Means, yeah, exactly. Right? I could understand them taking Epic side because it would benefit them if Epic won. Totally understandable. I cannot understand taking Epic side because they have the moral righteous side. <laughs> Not that there's really a morally righteous side on either. It's really just like one has a defensible position and the other is just talking shit. And I just don't know if it'll help them if they win. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. Like, and they won't I, win. I, and they won't win, but I just don't see a... Um, I don't see a world where somehow Epic's victory makes it so, for one, Apple doesn't collect their fee on the Play Store. Or Apple, <laughs> or like, the lets iOS you... store, yeah. Like, Apple's just yeah. like, okay, never mind. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's free now. Go ahead. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, like I could see them forcing Apple to allow like maybe sideloading or third party uh, stores, right? If this like went all the way, which I don't ever see happening. But yeah. um, even if that was the case, like no one's going to. So if I'm Apple, right, and they force me to do this, I'll say, fine, you can't be on both stores, though, right? Like yeah. if you want to be listed on a third party store, you can't be on the Apple store, right? Like, um, yeah. And yeah, they could and, even they could like launch like Apple Apple Indies or some little market that's like not and of course it would do poorly and no one would go to it because it would fuck up everyone's iPhone. Yeah. And you know, people aren't gonna want to use it. Like people yeah, no, for have sure. and that's why they have, buy iPhones. It's, so it's they why don't they have buy to do iPhones. shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like and then people are gonna be mad. Like somehow like Apple's the bad guy for not not giving them their audience 
and not charging them for it, right? Yeah, like exactly. Somehow, that's that's like, really all it is. It's like, a, yeah, we're giving you access to the app store that we cultivated by being extremely strict. For good yeah. or bad, that's just the facts. And to yeah. be like, well, we want access to your app store, but we don't want to follow your rules is, I just Yeah, now that you have this huge... That. Now that you have this huge audience, let us fuck them over, please. Right? Like, let us yeah. ruin the thing that they've kind of invested and then, with and, you in. And right? then blame you. <laughs> and the, yeah. It's a Very real... Strange. It's it's real fucking nonsense. Right? And just this whole idea that Apple... Or that Epic's willing to act like they've been somehow uh, victimized, right? And not only that, but that they're, like, fighting the good fight is really... That's the part that yeah. drives me wild. They're selling merch. They had merch ready. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they do their they, they had a pre-animated video that they released right yeah. after. Yeah. And their merch sucks. It's so bad. Yeah. It really is. I'd be curious uh, to talk to someone who's like a huge Fortnite fan and is like I don't know. I I'm, I'm, I'm you know, we we essentially have the exact same opinion. I'd be curious to see someone else's, but I just I can't. would too. Like the only position I could understand is if they're like, "Yeah, I hope they win because it would be better for us." Straight up understandable yeah. but the idea that epics on the righteous side seems really yeah, and even really naive so, so short-sighted like how would it be better for you you know what i mean like yeah it just doesn't make any sense like what you think you're going to win in all this um yeah i don't understand but and the best uh, case error for epic is they can sell more v bucks like ooh, what a what a great victory for consumers or like no they sell the same amount of v bucks they just get more of the profit like who fucking cares yeah, I mean, Tim Sweeney cares, understandably, but like, who, what consumer gives a shit whether Epic or Apple gets more money? Yeah, nobody. Not me. Nobody. I mean, you probably got a few like Reddit, Twitter people that are like, uh, I give a shit, you know, but for the yeah, most totally. part. Yeah, and I'd be curious like, to talk to them. But t- yeah, I, I would not, be curious. To talk to them. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're bad people. I can tell you that right now. I, I can tell you, I can tell you people we know that would have that argument and <laughs> and there aren't people I'd want to talk to about it. That's for sure. Um, yeah, it's pretty dumb. Um, funny. Yeah, it is pretty funny. Uh, what else do I have? Okay, uh, other news that came out this week. It's been a light news week. Luckily, my no internet week has been a light news week. <laughs> yeah, uh, that worked out nicely. <laughs> it worked out nicely. Uh, Witcher 3 is coming next gen. This is like a full on, like, I don't want to call it a remake, but they're going to give it a, a PS5 next gen, like a version, right? Like a full version. Yeah. I don't have the story, so you got to kind of fill in the details here. Yeah, I don't think we know the, the details yet, including what that's going to mean for PC owners. Uh, we assume that means they're going to drop in ray tracing support and probably higher resolution textures, that sort of thing. I don't know how much of that. I haven't read it, all of it, but I don't know how much of that has been confirmed, but one can only assume. Obviously, for next-gen consoles, that's going to mean faster frame rate, and I assume, you know, like I said, ray tracing of some kind. I don't know what else. I don't know if they're gonna add more content. It's hard to even imagine that that game that game does not need more content. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd almost be mad if they did. I'd almost be like, yeah, please don't. Um, but yeah, either way, it's it. You know, you could look at it as sort of cashing in on a, you know, it's kind of a cash grab. But at the same time, like that game is so well loved by so many people for good reason that it's hard to be mad that they're just like, yeah, we just you know just want to make it. yeah they'll make more money off it, but they also just want more people to experience this game they work their asses off on so. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. And it actually does lead me to a funny story about The Witcher 3. Oh, this better be funny. Oh, well, okay. It's, it's actually Let's not hear it. funny. It's this more is... just interesting than funny. Everyone hold on to your seats, guys. This is about <laughs> yeah, to be It's a funny real gut buster. Get ready. Um, I, uh, I want to play that game so bad. I've never really played it. I played it for like 10 hours here, and then I started again a few years ago and played another 10 hours. 
and I love it, but for some reason I got kicked out both times and just couldn't get into it. Um, and I want to so badly. So I started playing again. I was like, I think it was a few days ago. I sat down, I was like, all right, I got two hours. Just going to do it this time. I, I messed with all the settings, get it to 60 FPS at ultra everything. And the hair works was on. And I was like, you know, spent some time tweaking. I was ready. It's beautiful. And so I started playing and I got like 30 minutes in and I just quit. Cause I was like, dude, I can't do this right now. Like I cannot, it, I love it. And it was cool. But the idea of spending 150 hours on anything right now is just so intimidating and just felt so wrong for some reason. And I just realized like, I can't play now either. And then I think it was, yeah, the next day or the day after that is when they announced this. And I was like, cool, another reason to push it off. Thank God. Because I am going to get an RTX card. So, you know, can kick it down the road a little bit further. Any reason, curious, right? Yeah, I was curious if you've ever had that experience where, like, you want to play games so bad, but it's just too big of a commitment. And you just can't, like, get over that hump of, like, fuck, man. This is going to be at the yeah. detriment of so many other things. I think even Witcher 3 has kind of done that to me. I think I put yeah. in more hours than you have, for sure. But, um it's it is one of those games i've never really i don't even know if you're supposed to finish that game i feel like i feel like i play witcher 3 like i used to play grand theft auto when i was younger you know where yeah. it's like you just boot it up and just do random things for hours and hours and hours and and kind of you know, like forget the main quest you know i feel like that's kind of the way i spent the majority of my time in witcher 3 without ever really advancing it that much you know you of course i got i got decently far along like i got off the first island and stuff but uh yeah but you well, know it's it's just one of those games that is like so hard and so weighty you know yeah. that yeah it's hard to do yeah it'd be like a, we always use this as an example it's so rarely happens and uh, the idea of like when you're a kid and you had summer vacation it'd be a great like i'm gonna start this at the beginning of summer vacation and by the end i'll have completely just destroyed it and gotten all the way through it but just don't have that anymore there's no summer vacation so it's like i guess i could just play an hour of this for the next two years you know what i mean like i don't know there's something really and, and by all accounts it's really brilliant and the, the dlc is great and the writing is good throughout and i you know i want to play it but it's just the recognition that it comes at the detriment of so many other things other games included just makes it really hard and that's kind of in a way it's very sad yeah i feel like if i liked the combat more i actually would probably have uh been more invested in witcher 3 i think that's the worst part of that game right like yeah, i think yeah. in a game that has amazing writing and like uh amazing like sub games like i think gwent's great i think yeah. uh the relationships are great in the game the writing's so good i think the yeah. side quests are amazing right yeah. like it looks awesome like, it looks awesome some of those side quests like are so fun and yeah. so interesting and so They're well amazing. written that it's just like amazing yeah. um but the combat in that game has always felt like lacking right yeah, like in comparison I, I, I agree with that i think uh, i think the other part of this too is that cyberpunk's right around the corner and i do want to play that especially once i have a, a new card so it's like well again you don't have to choose between the two but if i'm going to experience a huge giant sprawling cd project red rpg i'll probably go with the new one yeah and you know like um i think people kind of forget that like games are at their best when they're new you know like like people yeah. kind of want to disregard that as not real but being part of the conversation of a game like at launch is so exciting, right? It's so fun. Um, and it's not something you'll ever get to experience again. Right. So when a game like cyberpunk is coming, right? Like the idea of kind of playing that game in the first few weeks of its launch and investing a bunch of time in it and kind of being, being in on like the memes and the tweets that you might not understand otherwise and all that, like that's exciting. Like that's something you never really get again. Yeah, so it's kind of uh, part of what you're paying for. 
in a way. Yeah, it's part of what you're paying for. So uh, you can only really like commit yourself to that ever like so often, right? Like you can't do that for every game that comes out. Yeah, unless, you're it's, right. unless it's your job to play games. And even so, then, you can't. Yeah. Well, yeah, not every game that comes out, but at least you can do the big ones. But but yeah, so. Uh, so so it's hard to commit to a lot of those kind of super weighty, super long experiences. You know, like going back and playing Persona, like it makes you wish that, you know, when Royal came out, right? Like being able to kind of do that again kind of yeah, made it, it worthwhile, fun. right? Totally. Like, like Yeah, it, I, I enjoyed being like at the forefront of those conversations. And people would always ask questions that I could answer, which sounds so mm-hmm. silly. But even stuff like that was really kind of fun to be like, hey, in the end game, what happens? I'm like, oh, well, here's what happened. I mean, that to me is one of the best things about being, uh, like in Final Fantasy 14, being caught up yeah. to the patches. Like, because totally. whenever there's a patch, like, it's like. That's cool. You get that, like, every time. That's kind of neat. Yeah. It's like a. It's, yeah, like it's almost quest, like a, mi- a mini version of that raid. every time. Yeah. Yeah. The the free company just, like, goes crazy for a week. The Discord, yeah. like, just starts popping off for that week. Um, yeah. It's really cool. Oh, it's really cool. fun to yeah. be a part of that. Oh, that's um, a really that's, good point. Yeah. It's like sometimes it's worth paying the extra 30 bucks or whatever just to really be a part of that instead of waiting a few months for it to drop or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think you know, Cyberpunk being so big, I'm excited for that. But yeah, you kind of got to save yourself for it. You know, you yeah. got to promise yeah. yourself not to. It's also, yeah, you have to like save up time. And yeah, yeah but even Cyberpunk, it's like, oh, God, 80 hours at least. Where the fuck am I going to find 80 hours? I don't know. I'm not going to get in bed with any other games. I'm yeah. saving myself for Cyberpunk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, all right, um, so this one, you were very excited about this story. I was, I think it's cool, but I was not ex- super as excited as you are. But uh, the only thing I was excited about actually sold out the fastest, which were the uh, the Splatfest t-shirts for uh, <laughs> Mario. They looked so cool. But, but I don't uh, so even the, know what those are. Uh, super Mario Bros. 35th Anniversary Direct was, um, yeah. I, what day was it on the... Uh, Thursday? Yeah, I think it Wednesday. was Friday. Thursday. Friday? Thursday? One of those days. Uh, that's not really important. But so uh, they release in a bunch of Mario stuff. Uh, one of them, which uh, Leah seems to have forgotten, is they have, there's a Splatfest that they were going to do for Super Mario, um, like Mario versus Luigi or something. But they released these limited edition t-shirts for it. And they showed them really quick on screen for the during the direct. And they looked so cool because they had like the little Splatoon-lish on the bottom. You know how it looks sort of like Japanese, like, like, like space Japanese almost. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And it looks so cool. They got some new shoes, some Pumas. Uh, But uh, I think the thing that you are the most excited about was uh, the 3D, what do they call it? Uh, Mario All-Stars 3D? All-Stars, or 3D All-Stars. Yeah. Super Mario 3D All-Stars. So, which is. It's 64, Galaxy, and uh, the Sunshine. dumb one. Sunshine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a few interesting things about it. First of all, I'm so excited because I absolutely love Super Mario 64. It's in my top probably three games of all time. Uh, so any any excuse to play it again is, is always welcome. Sunshine, I'm less excited about because I think it, I never finished it, and I finished almost every Mario game, but I just didn't like it very much. However, I'm, I am excited to give it another chance just with sort of everything I've learned since then, because I have it on GameCube. Um, and, you know, I've m- messed around with it in emulation here and there, but I've never really gave it, you know, a solid chance before. So I'll do that again. But I'm really excited about Galaxy, because Mario Galaxy is so incredible. Mm-hmm. But there's a few interesting things about this, which is, one, they did not include Mario Galaxy 2. 
And not only that, but they didn't even mention it. They like pretend like it doesn't exist for some reason, even though it got like perfect scores when it came out. It's not like it's an embarrassment. So that's sort of an odd, there must be a reason for that, but no one seems to really know what it is. And then the other thing is- think it has to be reselling it, right? Maybe, but there's no reason they would just only sell that one. Like it would make a lot more sense to just to do Galaxy 1 and 2 as a separate card, right? Like I'd pay for that. So it's very odd to just include a bunch of them and just not this one. And not even talk about it at all. Maybe, yeah, maybe it'll be like an expansion or something. But even that, it just seems very strange. But I'm sure they have a reason. The other thing is apparently it's like limited edition. Which no one yeah, seems so to know weird. what that means either. Like they're selling it until March or some shit. But it's like, what? What does that mean? And why would you do that? It's very like, I don't know. Nintendo's just weird. Nintendo's so weird. They're very weird, but I am very excited. I'm just excited to play those games again. It, you know, really, that's it. To have an excuse to play them again on a modern console. Uh, I just love those games. Those 3D Mario games really, I think, are absolutely as close to flawless as you can get for, you know, for when they came out. Yeah, I will probably get digital versions when they come out because I would like to uh, kind of dig into them on the Switch. And it seems yeah. like such a perfect place to play those games, especially like, yeah, you know, like Sunshine with like twin joysticks seems yeah. like. It likes to be playable. Absolutely. That's a good you know, point. Like, yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, whereas before, it seemed like a real nightmare of a game. It, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely rough. Especially a lot of the camera control stuff seemed crazy. Yeah. Like, I watched a, I watched like a stream where some people played through the whole game, and I was like, this is atrocious. Like, there's just parts of that game that seem impossible yeah. uh, with the camera control. Oh, for sure. Uh, and like Mario 64, it's like, yeah, it was the first 3D Mario, so it makes sense the camera would be bad. But for, yeah, Mario Sunshine, it's like, mm, I think we kind of had this figured out by now. Yeah, we had a lot of 3D games by that point. Um, yeah. A couple, couple other things they announced. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Super Mario. They did another uh, 3D World plus Bowser's yeah. Fury. Yeah, that's pretty exciting, uh, too. That was a Wii U game that I really liked. Um, I think they're releasing that totally separately. But yeah, with apparently some new expansion. But I'm excited for that too. I'm not as excited because I just bought it on the Wii U. But you know, it's still cool because it was a very good game that not enough people got to play. Yeah, I never played it, so I would be excited to try it if it's uh, when I see it pop up. I'm not really, I'm not pre-ordering these things like a maniac for the. Uh, you <laughs> I didn't pre-order that. Also, that doesn't yeah. come out till like February. I think the Mario All Stars comes out in like two weeks, which is cool. That made me happy. I will say the 3D one seems to be getting price gouged online, so uh, you might yeah, want to resell it. I already pre-ordered mine. Yeah. Uh, game & Watch Super Mario Bros. This thing actually looked pretty cool. Oh, yeah, it's a that little, is cool. little handheld Game & Watch that plays uh, it plays Super Mario Brothers. It plays Lost Levels, Mario Brothers 2, right? And yeah, I think so. 3? I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember what games I don't remember specifically either. But uh, and it has a a version of Game and Watch starring Mario. Um, yeah, it's cute. Super, it is cute, and it's got that kind of Famicom Game and Watch color scheme, which I like. Yeah, they're red and gold. Yeah, uh, Super Mario Bros. Thirty Five is kind of like a like a Tetris Ninety Nine version of Mario Brothers. That's also a limited time Switch Online game for some reason. Uh, you can play it till March thirty first. I know, super strange. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Uh, Super Mario All-Stars will be on Switch, oh, uh, yeah. Switch Online. Uh, I want to f- say that might be limited time as well, but uh, Mario Kart like, Live yeah. Home Circuit, okay? Yeah, this, this is actually, weird. I was actually into this. Like, I, I don't know if it's dumb, but I thought this looked <laughs> fucking cool, where you get, like, these RC Mario Karts and, like, these uh, 
like gates you can set up at your home to make a, a race course and you kind of first person drive the rc cars through the course and then you can get like shoot shells and stuff and do multiplayer i looked so cool to me i don't know like it, if i was a kid this would be the thing that was like i i have to have this thing it looks amazing you know yeah, it definitely, yeah, no, I agree. It's cool. I do like, like with Labo that they're, you know, they're experimenting a little bit. I do, I got the sense that this is one of those things that probably won't work that well unless it's under extremely specific circumstances, but who knows? Oh, for sure. It's going to, no, it's going to be a fucking shit show, but uh, yeah. that makes me want it even more. You know what I mean? It makes me think that, uh, um, it makes yeah. me think that it's, it's going to be like so collectible because no one's ever going to like want it again. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, dude, you could do Breath of the Wild in VR. With the Labo. It's like, no, you absolutely cannot. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, you could you could do it. You should try it. You should play through Breath no. of the Wild all in VR. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't even move. You can only look around. And even I sent then, you a picture. Like, I sent you a link to that Splatoon shirt because I want you to see how amazing it is. Um, Where did you send it? Uh, to, your, to your email. Because I'm not okay. in the Discord because I don't have internet. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, and then what else? Was there anything else they announced? I think that's pretty much it. A yeah, bunch of other a, events. That's a fair amount. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Uh, there's a Splatfest. There's, uh, oh, My Nintendo fans can get uh, some keychains or some pins and stuff with your My Nintendo points, which is nice because nothing else is ever available for My Nintendo points. I think I bought yeah. Animal Crossing uh, screen backgrounds with my. So, finally, <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's uh, some new merchandise in the Nintendo uh, New York store. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. This shirt uh, is pretty. This is a pretty nice shirt. That's dope, right? Yeah, it's actually really cool. I, I do like it. Yeah, I wanted it, but it is sold out, so I cannot have it. I'm very sad. Yeah. Unless, uh, unless someone out there has one and wants to mail it to you. If you got a fat size of the Mario Splatoon shirt, especially the star one there's a mushroom yeah, one they're they're both pretty they're all pretty cool actually yeah i think the mushroom one is pretty good but it's not as cool as the star one i think the star one's really the standout yeah. for me on that um yeah so that is the nintendo stuff uh a couple yeah. other games released this week i i kind of want to jump into real quick before we get out of here um so it's funny i think it's like both sides of the spectrum have you seen any of this uh, marvel's avengers gameplay you know, I, I think I saw like a few trailers and, you know, I've, I've heard a lot about it. We had to write a little bit about it, but uh, yeah, I have very little interest in it. Yeah, I watched a um, kind of a long stream of people playing it. Uh, Intel did a stream and I just had it on while I was working. Mm. And uh, for one, it broke multiple times during that stream, which uh, was pretty... Like, like it like, crashed? No, like they couldn't connect into a game together or like... Uh, mm. You know, it was just kind of a myriad of issues for them, but uh, but yeah, it was, and it just looks so bad. Like I, I, I'm sorry, just to come out and say, I think that game looks bad. It is like the best selling game of the week according to you know like UK sales charts, which is kind of mm -hmm. where we get all our preliminary sales data, um, which is surprising to me. But it's Marvel, so I guess it's not surprising as well. Yeah, I think but, it's uh, pretty much guaranteed. I, I think a game like this will have a huge initial spike, and then we'll see if it's you know this might have a real short tail on it. I'd imagine because I feel like if you're a huge Marvel fan, you'll buy it, and then no one else will buy it. You know, well we'll see. I, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I, I don't think it's gonna have the longest legs for sure. Um, so we'll kind of see where that ends up. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I think it looks real. It just really looks like a softball of a game, you know? Yeah, that's uh, kind of the impression I got, too. But I haven't played it, so we'll see. 
Yeah. The game that did come out of it, I think, looks great. It seems to really hit where it needs to was uh, Tony Hawk uh, 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, that released this week. And, uh, yeah, that seems like a real banger, you know? Yeah, like, I, I, I really want to play that. That's another kind of like those 3D Mario games. I played a hell of a lot of the first two Tony Hawk games when I was young. Like, they were huge. I, I got the, not too long ago, they did HD remasters. I were nothing like this because these are, like, brand new remakes. They were really just, like, you know, just made the old games look a little better and run better. And even playing those, I was like, oh, my God, all this stuff just comes back so fast. You know, the nostalgia factor is so high. It was really interesting, so... Yeah, I, I must say it was really neat to see everything with like the 2020 shine on it. And I'm definitely, I don't think I'm going to pay $40 for it, but for sure I'll pick that up on the PlayStation 4 when it, you know, when it's down to 20. I might end up paying $40 for it. We'll see. Yeah, it's well, one of those games. Yeah, if you do, let me someone, know. It might be worth it. Yeah, I've kind of like you. If someone was like, hey, we're going to play Tony Hawk, you want to play? I'd be like, let me yeah. buy it. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah I for mean? sure. But, I just need a slight twist in the arm. Very yeah, slight. I just need, need anyone to give me an excuse to buy it and I'll buy it. <laughs> Uh, but with no internet, I'm kind of like, uh, oh, we'll see. I don't know. You know, I'll get it when I get it. Uh, but yeah, it looks, uh, looks pretty amazing. Yeah, um, it does. I'm excited too. And it's nice to see like, I don't know, Tony Hawk games, you know, they, they were so high and then they fell so low and it's cool to see them come back up again. You know, it's been quite a ride you could say. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. 3d all-stars is like a hundred dollars right now on uh, eBay. Oh, so wow. yeah. Yeah. Make that money, buddy. Get it. I guess I could I sell some, it and then just buy a digital copy. <laughs> yeah, some are like two hundred dollars, but I, you know, who knows what's actually going to sell. Between eBay that and my Animal Crossing Switch, I've got my retirement all planned out. Yeah, eBay listings will tell you things are worth crazy money, but that's not true. You know, yeah, that's definitely the case. Yeah, but uh, all right. So, anything else you want to get into before we get out of here, Leo? No, just you know, I got to get back to Dishonored and get some more whale oil. Yeah, I gotta get these hoes working in my cabaret. You know, like anytime <laughs> I'm not working, we're not making money. Yeah, you're right? losing money yeah. if you're not making money. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, so well, I hey, got places go, I need got, to be. Well, good luck with the internet too. I, I no joke. That's it. Sounds really entitled, but it's pretty. It's pretty hard not to have internet. So it is very hard not to have internet. I mean, you know, ultimately it's just gonna come down to getting AT and T out here to get me hooked up on something else because. Um, it seems pretty obvious that Spectrum is not going to be able to provide me service. So, uh, it's sad. Spectrum. You hear that, you hear that Spectrum? Yeah. Yeah. I'm putting you on blast right now. <laughs> All right. You know what? Also, Wingstop on Main Street in Alhambra. <laughs> fuck you guys too. Okay. <laughs> I called ahead. I ordered. Got home. They didn't have any dips and they didn't have my French fries. All this right. is what this is what this whole podcast has been building up to, so we can start every, dragging local businesses. Every time I go to that fucking wing stop, <laughs> they fuck they fuck me up. I hate them so much. In other words, maybe you should so hey, last, maybe you should stop going there. I am. I'm done. Last time I went there, all right, it was the weirdest. It was the weirdest thing. I'm gonna tell this real fast. So I ordered, um, or I ordered ahead, right? So I went to the counter to pick up. They gave me my food, and I was like, oh, like you know, our thing came with drinks. I'm like, okay, so they give us the, the drink cups, right? And we go and we, with my girlfriend, and we walk over to the soda machine. And like, as we arrive at the soda machine, an employee runs up to the machine, grabs the, like, the, you know, like the tray at the bottom, like that they clean out. Yeah. Just grabs it out of the machine in front of us and just walks to the back. <laughs> and we're just like, are we not supposed to use it now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're just standing there and we look around and everyone just kind of looks at us. And no one will like say a word, right? Everyone's just kind of like, I don't know, man. Like that guy's know, crazy. And, what are you gonna do? Yeah. 
kind of right like kind of like oh that guy's nuts what are you gonna do and i was so fucking mad right <laughs> like i was like i cannot believe these fucking people would just like not even say like oh you know I, I really need to clean this thing before i use it like i'm sorry can you wait a minute just to kind of just grab it and just be like i don't know do what you got to do man so yeah, i, I was like you, bro i was like just fill up your fucking drinks anyways we're getting out of here so we did but it made me so mad and, and then, then they and don't then have you, my fries <laughs> They tried to and come home and write a Yelp review, and you're like, no, I can't. No, I wrote a Yelp review. I gave him one star. I'm a Yelp elite, okay? That shit stings, <laughs> these motherfuckers. I, I hope they go out of business. Fuck these people. Uh, yeah, I got really kind of heavy thoughts about Wingstop. Because I love those <laughs> wings, man. The wings are so good. Uh, yeah. Any businesses you want to slam before we get out of here, Leo? <laughs> no, I think we've done enough damage to our, to our respective econ- economies. I mean, if there's any you want to get, like, just drag them right now. <laughs> now, I'll think about it next week. Next week. All right. Come up with a list and we'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any businesses you want to drag online, uh, feel free to send me an email, techyappodcast at gmail.com. I will air your grievances like it's Festivus. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Tech Yeah Podcast, and you can find all of our relevant links at techyappodcast.com. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Uh, we love you. Uh, we love having you here. And, Stay safe. Uh, Stay safe, and I hope you have internet so you can actually listen to the show. All right?